Create an Unstoppable Life, episode 125. Create an Unstoppable Life is all about mindset for the high achiever to help you build a life of fulfillment and freedom. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a mindset and marketing coach and a family medicine physician. It's an honor to spend time with you today. Wow, here we are. One week away from Thanksgiving, three weeks from the marathon, 23 weeks from the Authenticity, Courage, and Empowerment Conference. Crazy, right? The conference has been an incredible experience, and a while back I promised to share about it in real time. So if you're interested, keep listening after the closing of this episode. I'm going to share the progress, the experience, the updates, all fun. (laughs) Today's topic is something that so many of us struggle with. We do. In fact, it's another thing that is so accepted as normal, we don't even realize we do it. And then we don't see the effects or the impact that it has on us. We live on, we make it on leftovers. That's how we survive, on leftovers, on whatever remains after everything else is taken care of or done. If you're a parent, think of how many meals that you've had that were your child's leftovers. And think of how often you're the last served and you take whatever's left. Think of how often you wait until the end of the month to see, is there anything left over in the account? Hoping that there magically is maybe some money that you can pour towards something that you want, an extra, a splurge, or even something important. This is us, people with great intentions, people who like to help others. We live on what is left over. We survive or we keep going during the times when there is nothing left over. And chances are when it comes to food or material items or money, if it's for your loved ones, they're prioritized first. It comes off the top at the beginning. It's planned for. Our son's senior boots for the Corps of Cadets, they were paid for as a freshman. It came off the top. Think about those who financially support others, like parents. It's planned for. It's off the top. It's sent. How about you? What comes off the top? Like, what do you plan for? There's no question about it. It's absolutely a priority with your time, your energy, your money. What are those people, those things that come off the top? And yet when it comes to us, we live on the leftovers or we live hoping there'll be something left over. It's funny how that works. This came up recently with a client. It's also been something that I'm thinking about in my life. So we were talking about business, specifically a profitable business, and how you cannot hope that there's going to be something left over. You cannot hope that there's going to be a profit remaining. It doesn't work that way. So many businesses spend and spend and spend on what seems essential at the expense of profit. And there's no end to that way of thinking. Anything, everything seems essential and everything receives resources. There's no discernment on what truly is essential. There are no limits. There's no researching. What is making a difference? What do we keep investing in? And there's likely a lot of spending and spending going on. We may get lucky. The business may get lucky and have a profit, but that way of thinking, that lack of planning for a profit, it's just not good enough. Luck isn't good enough and luck isn't effective. It'll never lead you to consistent results. And going back to luck, if there is a profit, there's no guarantee that it will remain a profit. 
It may go right back into the business because look at all those essentials that haven't been discerned if they're really essential or not, but spending money on them anyway. A profitable business starts with planning for profits. Plan for upfront, not hoping, not waiting, not seeing, is there anything left over? But planning for it. And the concept and a detailed plan of how it works, it's in the book called Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Planning for profit. So in the case of business, it's thinking and planning in these terms. First, profit. Second, taxes to cover the profit and taxes to cover the rest of the business. Third, everything else. And then it's sticking to the plan that everything else has to fit into the everything else container, not into the everything else that's 100% because we're planning for profit off the top. We're planning for taxes to cover that profit and the rest of the business. So everything else has to fit into what is allocated. I've seen many people run their businesses without factoring in profit, without knowing what the collections are, without paying themselves. And at some point they realize the business isn't making money or the business is losing money. Imagine that taking the risk as a business owner, putting in your heart and your soul and your time and your money and actually losing money month after month. So not only working for free, but actually paying to work there to cover the overhead. That's not even living on leftovers. There are none. It's going into serious debt or starvation. We've been talking about money and planning for profit, but let's look at another resource that it equally applies to, which is time. It's common in high achievers, both men and women, to hope that there's time at the end of the day to do what they want to do. Relax, read, hang out with their favorite person, play, do a hobby, do anything. And yet the day becomes one more thing to do, one more thing to fit in, just one more, one more. And then it's the end of the day, there's nothing left. No time, no energy, or maybe barely any energy, just enough for something easy, social media, Netflix. Nothing that's fulfilling. Can you relate? Living on the leftovers? So normal and then unfulfilling when you recognize it. So normal, most people don't even recognize it. Let's talk about the emotional aspect. There's a reason we keep doing the same things that we're doing. Living on the leftovers. And I'll tell you, it's because of the emotions that come up when we start to think about change. Either think about change or actually making the change. Here are the most common feelings, most common emotions. You can guess them. The first one, selfish. It's selfish to plan for yourself. It's selfish to take prime time for yourself. It's selfish to dedicate the first resources to you or for you. The second, unworthiness. Everyone else has to come first. Look at all the people who rely on you. It's your duty to take care of their needs. Yours come later. These are the common things that come up for us. Third, worry. There's not enough. It can wait. It's a luxury. I don't need it. Worry that somebody else is going to bear the expense of us taking care of ourselves or prioritizing ourselves. And that leads into guilt. That's number four. Guilt for taking a break. Guilt for carving out time and space for you. Guilt for putting your needs first, or maybe just not putting your needs last. 
especially if you see taking care of yourself as slacking or a luxury. Next, overwhelm. When we start to get honest with ourselves with where we're really at, not the, oh, I'm fine, I'm good. It's easier to stay the same, keep your head down, not be aware of how bad you feel rather than really assess your emotional energy where it's at. Rather than really look at your finances, what are they? Are you in the plus? Are you in the minus? Are you somewhere in between? Rather than look at the finances of your business, knowing the numbers, the debt, the expenses, the income. Overwhelm when you think about your boundaries or needing them. Overwhelm when it comes to really getting honest about how long things take, how much things cost, the number of obligations that you have or you've committed to, the last emotion that comes up, probably not the last, but the last one on our list, shame. Shame for not paying attention. Shame for letting things get to whatever level they're at. Shame for not doing better. Shame for not knowing more. Shame likes to hang around. So notice the emotions between today, living on the leftovers, and your well-being and prioritizing it in between those two places, selfishness, guilt, worry, overwhelm, shame, unworthiness. It's easier to stay the same, right? Make do. Tell ourselves it's enough. We have enough. We're doing fine. We don't need more. How often do you say that? It's easy for me to say because I say it a lot. (laughs) And I'm getting out of the habit too. So imagine feeding a young child a mediocre diet, like a diet that lacks vitamins, minerals, amino acids, you know, all the stuff they need for their growth. And then imagine feeding the same child a high quality diet. And in our scenario right here, we're going to assume the cost of each food type is the same. So is there a difference between a mediocre diet and a high quality diet? A difference in their energy level or how they function? A difference in their growth and development? Absolutely, right? So would you ever say that the mediocre diet, it's good enough, they have enough, they're doing fine, they don't need more? No, none of us would say that. Give them the highest quality experience, let them grow, let them fully live, let them reach their capacity. But yet we don't apply it to ourselves. We give ourselves the minimum and we expect the maximum. And at some point, there's a significant breakdown. The body can't keep going on. The business can't keep financially going on in the same way. The business relationships can't keep going on. The household and the structure, it breaks down. We can't give ourselves the minimum to keep going and expect sustainability and thriving. You see, we don't have to wait for a significant breakdown. We don't have to live on the leftovers. We don't have to ever see them again as good enough. We will all do it on rare occasions. We will feast on the leftovers on rare occasions. We must get out of the habit of doing it every day because it's not enough. Saying this one more time so you really hear it. We must get out of the habit of doing it every day. When you think about the times and places that you're exhausted, that you have a sense of dread, is it because you're making it on the leftovers? Or is it because you're starving during those times? I've talked with so many doctors that have 15-minute appointments with their patients. 
They work six hours straight. They run over the allotted 15 minutes because the patients need more. Imagine that. They need more than 15 minutes. And the doc, no fluids, no water, no food. Now go into the bathroom because people are waiting. Is it a surprise that they physically and mentally feel like garbage at the end of that stretch? Is it a surprise that there's a sense of dread walking into the office that day? My friends, nothing will change until we do. No one's walking up to those doctors and asking, how can we set you up for success? Instead, hey, I got a message for you. There's an emergency. This patient needs to speak with you. That's what waits in between those 15-minute appointments. And we wonder, why are doctors leaving medicine? Because there aren't even leftovers. The doctors are surviving with whatever they stocked up with before walking in. They're exhausted. There's nothing there. All of us will benefit from changing the way we function, regardless of our profession. All of us. By having tolerance for leftovers on rare occasions and for setting a new standard and prioritizing from the beginning our own well-being. All of us. Imagine if you started your day with 20% more energy, 20%, what would be different? Now imagine you had 50% more energy, you woke up with it. What would be different? Like your whole life would be, right? You have 50% more physical energy and mental energy. Imagine how you would use time differently, how you'd engage with others differently. Now imagine 70% more energy. What would be different? I'm honestly having a difficult time with this one. Like that much more energy. Wow. How you think about yourself, how you plan, how you dedicate resources for yourself, what you grow, what you invest in. 70% more energy is incredible. If you're a business owner, how would you feel watching the profit column increase each month and taking out distributions of profit each month? And how would you feel watching the business emergency fund increase, that column increase every month so that you're at the level you want your business at? What would be different? That's what we're talking about, giving to ourselves in a way that gives back. Planning, prioritizing, setting minimums for our well-being each day. Back to the client, I asked, what do you need to feel your best each day? And I get it. Some days aren't going to feel the best just from the beginning. I get it. But let's take that into account too. How much time? What is it important to allocate that time to? What are the daily things, the weekly things, the monthly things that you think, if I just had that, my life would be different? And then go beyond that. What else do you want to put on there so that you feel fully alive, that you feel in control of your life, that you're learning, you're growing, you're experiencing, you're renewing, you're not just being depleted. And then we looked at, what do you want in your business? What are the profits that you want to end the year with? And we started getting granular. What does it look like? What does it feel like? Why do this? Why does it matter? What's the bigger picture for your life and the work you're doing? So notice we went in that order. What does it look like? And then we got to the why. And you can imagine why, right? All the emotions come up, the ones that we've talked about. So we needed to get back to that why 
We needed the certainty. We needed the excitement. We needed to see the bigger picture of what it's all leading to so that those would be stronger than shame, guilt, overwhelm, and all those other emotions. Getting clear and focused, taking care of yourself, building that into your every day rather than trying to do it when there's time left over or when it's convenient for others. And then putting it on paper, putting it into your digital calendar, putting it on the schedule, daily, time and space for, weekly, time and space for, monthly, time and space for. And your well-being can include others. Time and space for your significant other. Time and space for uninterrupted quality time with your child, with your significant other, with a family member, with a friend, whatever it is. A reminder on those emotions that may show up as you start to think this way and put it into action, they are selfishness, guilt, worry, overwhelm, shame, unworthiness, and whatever friends those emotions want to bring When these come up, it's a sign you're doing it right, and it's a sign that you're changing. You'll notice that a few minutes ago, we covered the why. Why do this? Why it matters? The bigger picture of your life and your work. That's your go-to every time those emotions come up. Simply remind yourself, a stronger you, a nourished you, a healthier you, a lighter you, a more focused you, exponentially benefits others And it benefits everything that you do. So if you're asking, how do I stop living on the leftovers? Then go back to the beginning, listen to this episode with a pen, piece of paper, and the ability to pause. Your how-to has been incorporated into this episode. And again, know that when emotion comes up, because it will, it's temporary. And it's a marker that you're on the right track. None of us need permission to change how we function. You'll notice when you no longer accept the leftovers or the starvation mode of surviving on a daily basis, you will be giving permission to others to do the same. You're empowering yourself and empowering others at the same time, probably without even realizing it because people are watching and they're also tired and frustrated and feeling like enough. And they also want relief you'll be role modeling a way to do it that involves healthy behavior change. It involves creating a whole and a sustainable life. My friends, I am wishing you a life where you are planned and prioritized and resources are devoted to you and for you from the beginning, off the top, so that the days when you have leftovers, those days are rare and you can enjoy them too. And that's especially timely with Thanksgiving next week. I'm sending you so much love. If you want to stick around, we're going to move on to the bonus content, which is talking about the Authenticity, Courage, and Empowerment Conference. And I will tell you, my experience really has lived up to that name. So Dr. Don Sears and I, we are partners for this conference, and we are approaching things with a sense of wonder, with a sense of setting intentions, which are really guesses, and seeing how it works out. We are partners in the sense of communicating kindly and courageously and looking at things from a sense of 
How can we empower ourselves? How can we empower the speakers? How can we empower the conference participants? How can we truly create an experience that lives up to its name? So here are the things that have been done so far. Setting up the agreement between us. We hired Anne. <laughs> Anne helped us find and negotiate with La Cantera. We signed the contracts with the event. We set up a call for speakers and decided on a process to review and select and inform. And that process included looking at alignment with both the conference theme and then looking at alignment with the other planned talks too, so that we have a diverse experience for participants. No two speakers are talking about the same thing. And each touches on a different area or a different aspect of life, which makes it super exciting. We have invited some national speakers to the empowerment panel. That's the Sunday of the conference. One is confirmed. Dr. Hala Sabri. You've probably heard of her. She's well known as an emergency medicine physician and as the founder of Physician Moms Group or PMG on Facebook. And we're thrilled. We are so thrilled. We've set up the structure of the conference, the schedule, the additional events to really create a more fulfilling experience. There's a hand lettering and creativity workshop with Dr. Joanna Cranston. She's the founder of Words of Hope Designs. There's a welcome reception, truly to welcome each individual. This is a small conference, 110 people. Each individual is going to be welcomed. There's mindful movement with Dr. Michelle Quirk of Mindful Marathon. There's a mindfulness workshop with Dr. Ruchi Gaba. There's a Sunday brunch, a mimosa brunch with vendors and sponsors prior to the empowerment panel. Other things that we worked on, we just completed early registration with bonuses. It was fun to see the response and the excitement. Before that, we purchased the website domain, AuthenticPhysicians.com had the website built, incorporated in the ability to collect payments. We've been communicating with the speaker team, with participants, answering questions, troubleshooting the number of things that needed to be troubleshooted. <laughs> We've set up sponsorship, the structure, the communication with potential sponsors. We're setting up the what's the next steps, the contracts, the tracking. It's pretty incredible. This really is a real-time education through doing. And the key, the single most important element of the whole experience for me is mind management. To stay out of overwhelm and focus on what is needed right now, what is helpful right now, what is relevant right now. And with that, with that way of thinking comes time management, the ability and the desire to communicate clearly, and savoring the joy of each moment. So here's where we're at. We have about 20% of the tickets sold, totally joyous. We see each individual registration come in. We think about each woman, about getting to see her in real life or meet her in real life. Someone asked me, what makes this conference different? There's so many women's physicians wellness conference these days. Here's what makes it different. It's personalized. It's intentionally small. Each woman has the opportunity to be seen and heard as much or as little as she wants. It's in a warm and nourishing environment. The community is warm and nourishing. The location is too in San Antonio. 
and the speakers are part of the community. They're contributing to the community. They're not here. They're not coming to the conference to speak and leave. They're coming to contribute, to build up, to amplify each voice through each interaction, through being part of the community. This conference is also designed with time for rest and reflection and connection. And overall, I would describe this conference as a heartwarming experience. I know many of the people signed up, many of the women signed up, and there are women that I would love to sit around a table and drink coffee with. And the fact that I get to is just so joyous. We are all real and we are all sharing this real life experience. So that's where the conference is at. Where we're going? To sell out at 110 tickets. We're going to the event that this event will serve as a place of renewal and a new beginning to the life that each woman wants, either creating it or creating more of it. So authenticphysicians.com, please share. Every woman physician deserves to know about this conference. We cannot wait. Thanks for listening. I will see you next week. Ciao. Create clarity and simplicity with all of your marketing so that the people you serve know how you can help them. As a StoryBrand certified guide, I help physicians create this to launch or grow any type of business. Sign up for a consult call with me at georgemdcoaching.com.